If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard and today I'm joined by... Marcus Hurley. Right, we've got some TV news here, just one little bit of TV news I wanted to get into before we talk about some of the stuff we've been watching on the small screen. Yep. And that is that uh, Warrior has been renewed. Um, We thought that this this show was done. Um, I mean, I even thought in that last season, like, there was, like, whole character deaths and stuff that seemed like, oh, yeah, well, we might as well just kill them off because we're over. Um, but, no, they're, they're, they are coming back onto HBO Max because uh, it was a Cinemax show, and apparently they were just going to ditch all of that. Um, so, yeah, Warrior, oh, nice. you know, this is the Jonathan Tropper-produced uh, show, Guided Banshee, all about the writings of uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, yeah, it's like set in the late 19th century. Lots of really that. But yeah, we've talked about the show before, but I'm just really happy that we're getting more of it, to be honest. Um, might be a little while before we do see it, but um, yeah, have you have you caught up on this yet? Um, no, I haven't. Um, Warrior, is that the Wild West sort of fighting? Not Wild West, but almost a bit Wild West sort of it's the Bruce Lee. Uh, martial it's all arts. about Bruce Lee, and I think it was, I think it was like inspired by his father or something uh, oh yes sorry I'm confusing that with Enter the Badlands aren't I um, yeah no no I've heard about it I've not seen it yet I still right. need to get around to it I've been dragging my heels on it but um, yeah. only because I keep forgetting what it's called every time I go to watch it <laughs> so, yeah I think it's on uh, I think it's on Sky okay cool uh, I don't know how long they keep it for but um, yeah no no it's really good but but yeah uh it's got some awesome fighting you'll love it you're it's it's so your thing you'll be you'll be you'll be on here in a couple of years time whenever you get round to it and you'll be like i've caught up on this rob it's really good isn't it and i'll be like yeah so uh, uh it's currently on prime uh you've got to pay for it at the moment yeah i think it's come so, off i think it's come off sky for some yeah. dark reason not coming up. Oh, that's all right though. I'll, I'll probably grab the season and uh, and watch it. Yeah, like it's well cool. So um, yeah, there's that, um, and that's it really. Um, but there has been a lot of cool stuff that I have what I have been watching. So uh, let's kick off then. Um, what have I got here? Um, so Invincible. Uh, I believe yes. you've been watching this as well. I have. I've only. The only episode I haven't seen is the latest one. 
Um, right. I think it's like seven or eight or something. Um, I literally was trying to catch up and just run out of time because it's kind of <laughs> our dinner time viewing, which if you can believe that. Um, we always pick the most random violent things to watch at dinner time. Well, um, it's, it's not actual like photographically uh, violent. No, but you know, every now and then someone goes the way of the Viper in Game of Thrones. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, there are some like, exploding people, with, I guess. But yeah, so so essentially the setup. So so this this is really interesting. This show because I had a prediction uh, at the start of the pandemic that. Um, there would be some movement in the animation space because, uh, you know, the logistics uh, and the practicalities of filming live action were becoming very compromised and impossible. So, so, and Invincible arrives. And first of all, I'm like, what? This is like a 45 minute long cartoon. Now I've watched long fucking manga films and stuff, but generally accepted norm is that if anything is animated, it is a, on a shorter uh, running time. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't hour, know what the yeah. reason is for that, but I think I think it's for a number of reasons. Like, I don't know, I, f- I feel like that form is just better suited that way. Although I've watched Studio Ghibli movies that are like quite long, but I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I found that a bit hard but to But they're swear. movies, though. That's the thing, isn't it? They're, yeah. They're telling a story. So it's a different... They treat it as an animated medium, animated form yeah. of... So, um, yeah, so there's that. And then there's also, like, if you look at the cast on it. Yeah. And, and it's like Walton Goggins. Uh, it's yeah. like Stephen Amen, uh, from, is it Steve? No, Stephen Young from The Walking Dead. Um, he's like the main guy, isn't it? Um, yeah. And, um, and, and it's a lot. Can we address the elephant in the room as well? Do you? Oh, go on. <laughs> It's, um, what's his, oh God, I should have set this up there. What? Om- Omni-Man. Oh, uh, well, J.K. Simmons, yeah. Yeah. Who also was in Who, Palm Springs, which I talked about. Yeah. It's, it's J.K. Simmons, but it is literally J.K. Simmons as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so J.K. Simmons, he's, he's voicing, uh, basically su- Superman. Omni-Man is basically Superman. Yeah. So, so in this right, so this is not like uh, officially sanctioned by Warner Brothers or DC. It's very much its own thing. Uh, you know, it's yeah. the guy Robert Kirkman who wrote The Walking Dead, um, and so yeah. But the setup is like it's son of Superman, and Stephen Ewan voices the uh, son yeah. of Omni Man. So, yeah. so, so what this show revels in is is basically taking archetypal superhero concepts and fucking with them and making them a bit more dark. Um, I think you could say. Yeah, well, I think it's I think it's kind of like the boys without going for the gross out humor. It's that kind of treatment of the superhero genre, um, the dark element of it, as in make it more adult. Um, there's swearing, there's violence, there's you know, um, it's not done in the South Park way of swearing and violence. It's done in a kind of almost a bit more real world. As in, when something happens, a load of civilians just die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's not uh, afraid to sort it's... of show you the consequences of a lot of these horrific no. things that happen, and that's why I think it works really well as as an animated show because they can go to places yeah. that they would struggle with. Uh, I think convincingly so in like... live action because of the scale there... of what's happening. There are some really cool initial crossovers as well, and you kind of think. 
because I think you were saying you were wondering what it was you were actually watching. Because when you see the group of the first, the heroes, whatever, I can't remember what they're called. Not, I keep wanting to call them the seven, but they're not. It's the, um, it's, oh no, like the, the just, they're essentially like the, the Justice League. Uh, the Avengers or the Justice League. I mean, you've got the approximation of Batman who, is a mixture of a Japanese thing called Gatchaman, which is why he's got the bird cloak rather than the bat cloak. Um, but he's mixed with Batman. You've got the red blur, the crimson blur used to flash. You've got literally a fish man who's Aquaman. Yeah, I mean, um, it's all, they're all analogues to like, you know, existing characters ones, we know. Yeah. Uh, it's very familiar, but also quite original in the way that they yeah. do it. Um, yeah, I, I really if, dig that. Um, I like the fact that they've got away with um, the actual his son's name being Mark Grayson, and he looks a lot like Dick Grayson. Yeah, yeah, who's Robin? It's a very um, uh, and he even dresses in a similar sort of style as well with the whole jumper shirt combo sort of thing. And yeah, I, there's like I a legacy that a nice to that touch. name, definitely. Yeah, it's it's but, firmly um, it's firmly rooted. It wants you to know that it's a fan of everything that came before. And that yeah. the show has respect for that, for all of that, um, with in the way. But it's, it's firmly that. its own world, and it's firmly doing its own thing, and it does it well. I, I get absorbed into it every episode. I mean, I, I take a break after watching a couple of them, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I was going to put a couple more on. I was going to watch just one more before this. Ended up watching two, and then I was just like, oh. Can we push the podcast back? Because the, the last episode's coming up. Mm. Oh, no, I can't be a dick. Um, and it's just it's just crazy how much it pulls me in. And the main character, he is kind of clueless. He's a typical 17-year-old kid where he's thinking about girls and being cool and stuff. Um, but all the stuff around, and the great mystery as well, what happens in, is it the first episode? There is there is an inciting event in the first episode which I yeah. refuse to talk about in any detail. But, exactly. But, but I, I, I was we'll sort call of it like, the incident. Sorry, <laughs> the incident. Yeah, that's it. The unfortunate just, event. <laughs> um, but but like I mean that was because I I I'd heard a review of that and and they they'd said much what I just said, and so I was kind of waiting for something to happen. Um, okay. because at the time I was, I was kind of like, all oh, right. Yeah. I like, I like the, uh, the aesthetic. I kind of get in it. I wasn't fully involved, but after that I was yeah. like, oh fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh right. Now, now this is, uh, this is very interesting all of a sudden. This is, yes. And it continues to be as well. I mean, there are so many, I mean, you've got the, you've got the demon sleuth as well. Who's oh, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's basically Hellboy, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. He's just <laughs> Yeah, it's like Hellboy Hellboy, but he's like Columbo and yeah. uh he knows what's going on. And I just love that they've kind of incorporated that sort of supernatural side yeah. of it straight away. The, I mean because Yeah. I don't want to give any spoilers. Actually no, I won't, I won't, because it's it's too new. But there's a part where you kinda of go, Okay, he's a demon and they say all this stuff and then they do something, you kinda of go, Oh shit, oh right, okay. Yeah, he really is a demon. Yeah. <laughs> and there's lots of little touches as well, like the air going cold and stuff. And it's just, I don't know. I just, I love, I love the animation style as well. I love the, the draw style. I think it's, I think it might even be, 
I don't know. I haven't checked it out, but I think it might be the people that did um, Batman Beyond and stuff way right. back in the day, um, who I think were offshoots from the animated series as well. Right. But because it's a very, a very distinctive drawing style, which I haven't seen too much of these days. You know, it's yeah. detailed enough, more than it should be for an animated thing. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. I think it's really good. Yeah, no, I'm really impressed. I think the last episode airs next week, as at the time we record. Okay. Uh, I think there's just eight. But and I think and from what I've heard, it, it's basically a graphic novel, and apparently it follows it follows it very closely. So I think I think that's great, and 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 if it opens the floodgates for more uh, graphic novels of this caliber to be adapted in the same way, then yeah, bring it on. Um, I, 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 I don't think this is the last of it. I mean, it might just be like another, again, uh, like we said about Justice League, you know, it might just be like the conditions of the world right now that have allowed this to come into being. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it, it's definitely worth a shot. You know, if you've got any prejudices against animated stuff, um, this is definitely oh a credible God. show. I've just, I've just, sorry, I looked briefly at the credit list, but I'm just looking. The tailor. You know, the, the simple tailor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Hamill. Yeah, I, I, don't you just, when you're watching Amazon shows, don't you sometimes just press up? Um, sometimes. To see but, who um, the voice This is. whole time I have it. Yeah, no, I, I don't feel like I missed that one. Yeah, I do it a I knew lot Sandra, I knew Sandra O oh did the, the voice of the mum. Yeah. But, yeah, sometimes... Holy cow. Especially with animated stuff. I, and I don't watch a ton of it, but I think it's on Rick and Morty sometimes. Actually, Rick from Rick and Morty shows up in one of them. <laughs> Did you not hear him? It's I don't absolutely know. blatant. Ju- Justin Roiland, who does the voice of Rick. Uh, oh, there's a, man. There's a, you know the episode at the at the campus? Yeah. The guy at the start, who, who uh, right at the beginning... He's tra- oh, the guy up, who's saying that he's chatting up those three girls. Yeah, yeah, that's Rick. I because I, I watched that with John, and I went, "It's Rick," and he went, "What?" I went, "Listen, it's Rick," <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, it totally is." Yeah, so uh, this is mental. I mean, Zachary Quinto is the voice of robot. Jesus, did you not get that? <laughs> it's a robotic voice. I haven't, I haven't heard Silas speak since like Star Trek. <laughs> Mark, Marcus, everyone in that show that speaks, Jesus, I had to look it up because yeah. it was winding me up I so knew, much because they yeah, all sound so I, I familiar. Knew that, that was it. Damien Darkblood, that's the name of the private detective, and he used yeah, the best yeah. person doing the voice for him as well. Clancy Brown, legend. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. The fucking Kurgan. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I know. This is amazing. I love this show. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wish, I kind of hope more stuff like this happens, like even between stuff, because yeah. they they actually don't phone this in. No. And that's what I kind of get a bit annoyed at whenever some people do, oh, it's, you know, it's a celebrity doing a voice or something like that. It's It feels a bit like they don't put the effort in. Whereas the last few times I've watched something where celebrities been voiced in it, they've actually done a really good job. Like um, Beyonce in The Lion King, the animated one. It's not that interesting a film because it doesn't change too much from the animated film. But she doesn't phone it in and you forget that it's her. Yeah, that's the best really to, uh, that's the best kind of thing, isn't it really? When when they do, 
disappear into the role. And I find that I, I, out of all of them, the character who I forget who it is the most is Stephen Young from uh, Walking Dead as the main character. Like I really, yeah. I'm, I, I, I really, uh, his his yeah. his performance is fantastic. Um, you know, he's, he really he's does brilliant. that. He doesn't, yeah, yeah. He really plays that character. You know, it's not like just you can't just. I never pictured Glenn when I'm looking at. It. No, no. You, you imagine the character as the character, yeah, and that's his voice, and that's, that's it. it. Yeah, no, really good. Cool. All right. Uh, I've been watching something else. Well, an, another show that just ended this week, which uh, has grown to be probably one of my favourite things that I've seen so far this year. And that is For All Mankind on Apple. Okay. I don't know if I've mentioned this one. Um, I remember the title, but I don't remember. Yeah, well. No, refresh. Yeah, Give us a refresh. So basically, uh, the, the setup is, and well, so, so this is created by. Ron Moore, who did Battlestar Galactica. And so the the pitch is, uh, what if the Russians got to the moon first? Okay. So, and so, so this is like an alternative history, uh, drama. And oh, nice. basically you're, so, so yeah. So it's like, what, what happened? So what would happen? And, and so it sort of charts the course of, uh, American history Obviously, it all centers around NASA and the team of people there in a sort of Mad Men style. Um, and hmm. It really takes its time. It's very character-driven. Um, but it's also quite action-packed uh, in places. And each season, there's two seasons now. Season two just finished. Uh, and each season does a time jump. So the first season was set in like the late 60s, early 70s. Um, and they're establishing a proper base on the moon. Uh, and then season two, um, which basically at the end of season one, you see this sort of montage thing and it moves it to the 1980s. So uh, okay. it was always known way before season two come out that, they, that it was going to move to the 80s. Um, so they've aged a lot of the characters up a bit. Um, and... They're, you know, they've all kind of moved on a bit and you catch up with them and there's lots of strange things going on. But um, this show doesn't pull any punches. Uh, they they full on kill kill off characters who have been like very well established. Um, each yeah. episode's quite long. Uh, it's, they're all at least an hour. Um, oh, some okay. of the features, some of the like the finales and the... Uh, premieres like off, uh, often go above that um, just because it's got so many big ideas um, and essentially like season two sort of like has a theme very much along the lines of like you know Vietnam slash Cold War kicking off in space so there's lots of cool like uh, action sequences astronauts with guns you know it's, it all goes a bit crazy, but it's very rooted in like reality, and and, and it will fuck. It will just be like because this is not our reality. Like John Lennon never got shot, Reagan's still the president, all that sort of oh, shit, wow. you know. Um, and they do some great stuff with Reagan. Actually, they use a sort of mixture of like stock footage and like some a very, uh, and I think sometimes they might have actually cut samples of his voice to to. Uh, 
to make sense in the context of the way that what yeah, they're saying. Yeah, I know. Because oh, cool. they do like these on the phone and all this. I think it's either that or, and as well, is like they just found an actor who can do a really good impression of them. Wow. Um, so yeah, there's, that's really cool. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of the theme, theme sometimes is around like, you know, uh, female rights, you know, like them getting to the moon, first female in space, yeah. they go there, first black woman in space. Um, but yeah, it's very cool. But I think my overall thing, I was in bits at the end of the season two finale uh, that came out on Friday, essentially because I've just spent so much time with these characters now, like two seasons yeah. worth of like really getting to know them and and and, and all that. And I, I was, there's just this sort of heroic moment uh, which essentially ends in a couple of characters being killed off. And it was like one of those, oh, fuck. I'm like, yeah. you can't die. No, 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 that's not happening. You've got the investment, haven't you? Yeah, it's just I, like, was so, I was just like, wow, they have done so well with this. But it's got like it's got some cool characters. Um, it's the guy from uh, Patriot. I think his name is Michael Dawn. He's, he's in... Um, He's in it, and it's got a matey from uh, oh, Joel Kinnaman, uh, Michael Dorman, yeah. Um, also, yeah, Jodie Belfort, she's uh, she's brilliant. Um, yeah, no, they're a really good, good, um, good cast, you know. And um, the show it reminds me a lot of uh, was Holt and Catch Fire which was like a sort of alternative history uh, of like the computer race, you know, like where, okay. like in the eighties and all that. So like, you know, that he was like, one of the characters was Steve Jobs, but he wasn't Steve Jobs, but he was clearly Steve Jobs. You know, it's that yeah. sort of show where you just seeing brilliant people doing brilliant things and putting their lives on the line and, and just tragedy and heartbreak. And that sort of epic sweep, because that show used to do big time jumps every season. And I really love yeah. that. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a great show uh, for all mankind on Apple TV+. Plus. I just find it annoying because I've ran on about this and I'm like, I know so many people are like so resistant to getting that service. But they are, they fucking have the goods, man. Big time. That... Mythic Quest, that's coming back soon. Ted Lasso, that's coming back soon. Servant, the M. Night Shyamalan film. And this. Yeah, I saw the second season. That, is worth, five, that is worth £5 a month. I'm sorry. And I don't work for Apple. But that is worth, <laughs> that yet. is fucking well worth £5 a month. What I would suggest to anyone, and it's what I did, um, was I ran out of things to watch in lockdown and I resisted getting it for like a year. And I just got it for a fiver and then turned it off immediately and just watched and watched everything that was on that for a month. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I think you you kind of have to do with these extra ones that are coming out. Um, I got a year of it because I bought an iPad. So uh, yeah, that's why I've been watching it all. But um, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, that's awesome, awesome they, shit. They've got to have some quality stuff on there to pull people from the other platforms. Um, yeah, because I was under yeah, the impression the that they were just snapping up all the stuff that would have been on Netflix, but apparently they actually, Ron Moore actually pitched this show to Apple, or no, I think Apple pitched the show to him, 
And he said, yeah, that's a cool idea. Let, let me have a go at that. So it's Apple that actually, or the people, you know, one of the guys at Apple who's in charge, he, he wanted, they willed this show into being. So it's not a show that you could have ever watched anywhere else. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. No, thank. To be honest, I'm, at the moment, I've got quite a few sort of, well, I've got more streaming things than I, was, I never thought I'd have. Oh, no, um, I remember I was considering turning off Netflix for a little bit, but I've left that running in the background because I just keep watching stuff on there. The only thing I'm watching things. on there... Netflix is the weakest one, I'd say, for me at the moment. Yeah, definitely. The only thing I'm watching on there right now is uh, original Star Trek. Yeah. I'm basically using... It's basically my Star Trek subscription. I think I'm going to start watching some of the anime stuff on there, but I'm finding there's lots of stuff on, because I'm kind of just getting back into all these other little weird things I used to watch. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just find him just randomly, almost like throwing a dart and going... I'm going to go in this direction and see and watch some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I was like, the other day I was going through, I suddenly had an, not an epiphany, but a need to find what Chaeyeon Fat was up to these days <laughs> and whether he'd done any more action films and whether his old films like, uh, was it Boiling Point and, um, A Better Tomorrow series, whether they were on, Apple and whether they're well, not Apple, whether they're on Amazon or whether they're on Netflix, mm. and I just went down this whole rabbit hole trying to find him and, and some of the older Jackie Chan films as well, and what Simon Hung was up to, and you know the people, the trio, the trio of people that used to make films way back in the day. Aren't they all in uh, Shang just, Chi? N- I don't think so. Um, well, the only one that kind of still really made films is Donnie Yen. He, I think he might. He's the only one that kind of carried on with the Hollywood thing. Jackie Chan kind of went back to Chinese cinema and, and dips into Hollywood every now and then, making kind of pseudo Hollywood films. But his his Chinese films, the fighting in them has always been a, a level way above. Yeah. Um. He's always he's always made far better action films. Um. You know, with the Hong Kong Chinese cinema, but. I don't know. It's just kind of weird because I, I just it just reminded me of way back in the day. Like there was a a film was set in Barcelona called uh, it was meant to be Wheels on Meal Meals on Wheels, but I think they got it the wrong way around. So it's Wheels on Meals, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's literally a translation error. But it's like they literally were driving around this yellow food van, and it's just him, it's Jackie Chan, and another um, Hong Kong op, Chinese opera exponent, Yung Biao. Who actually retired after the eighties and went to live in Canada? Okay. It was it was they were, they were the three people: Jackie Chan, apart from Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Yung Biao, and Sammo Hung, and they were like the trinity. You made films with those people; you were getting popular in the in the eighties. And they made this film, and it was set in Barcelona, and it and it had this other guy called Benny the Jet, who was um, I think he was a he was a fighter at the time. And he, he's the guy in Gross Point Blank. I don't know if you remember that film. Yeah. You, the guy that he killed, the guy that, um, he kills with a pen and wraps up in the rug. Oh, uh, right. Uh, I and remember, he goes to the reunion. I remember that John Cusack is in that film. Yeah. John Cusack's in uh, there, but there's a bit where. I can't really remember. Yeah. It 
there's a bit where he goes to a reunion. There's a guy who goes to kill him, another assassin, and he goes, "It is I, I'm Sydney." And there's this guy who's got an accent and everything, <laughs> and that's the same guy. It's Benny the Jet. And when I first saw that film, his name is Benny Uruguez, and he, he's only been in a couple of films and stuff, but um, he essentially always plays kind of like the Chuck Norris film in Way of the Dragon, where he's just a Western fighter. And right. he gives the main protagonist a run for the money kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is, this is where I come from with all films and stuff. I just spent too many years as a kid watching shitloads of Asian cinema and just getting soaked up in a lot of it. And I think I just found, that's why I quite like slow paced stuff. I think, cause it's, they always got these weird little nuance for subtleties and stuff like that. And, you know. Anyway, yeah. I didn't really have a point of any of that, but I just went into a little rabbit hole. No, I sort of started to think, um, yeah, I didn't really know where you were going. You were just totally freestyling there, man. Yeah. Um, Anyway, (laughs) it's a good job. This is a good job. This is a TV and film podcast. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, it was sort of like, I guess it was vaguely on topic. I I was just like, it did make me think of Shang-Chi. Have you seen that trailer yet? Not yet, because I don't want to spoil anything. I've kind of got into it blind. Same with Loki. Same with um, and um, yeah, with the Loki series. I wanted to watch the trailer because I just know nothing about it at all. Well, if it's the, I know it's all based on the um, based off the the interview with Trevor that was on the Iron Man three kind of yeah thing because it's it's all it's all the ten rings yeah 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 they sort of they kind of. Well, no, it's like they, I think that that was, uh, yeah, they, they, it wasn't like a retrofit. It was always sort of there, you know? Yeah, no, because they did it as an extra yeah. on the DVD. Um, and in the background, you've got the Tenrin single, the uh, symbol That's right. around yeah, the main yeah, character. Yeah. And and the thing is, they do a hint to that as well in um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, really? Because they, 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 they um, very vaguely, not immediately by name. But um, we'll get to it. Are we, I mean, if there's nothing more that you you've got, uh, then we um, can get I've to got it. nothing else really. No, let's no, get into but, it then. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's talk let's about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the latest well, uh, MCU TV show after WandaVision, which we talked about yeah. in some detail not that long ago. Um, so I think this one was originally going to be the first one uh, that would that would be on Disney Plus, but I think uh, COVID. Anyway, so yeah, this is a six-part part show. Uh, it's uh, one and done. It, I don't think there'll be any more of this, but I feel like, uh, like WandaVision, it serves an equal purpose in uh, getting us from one bit of the MCU to another. Um, yeah. And, I, and, and as I watched it, um, I did Google things, and this all seems to be like... It's a, there's some good stuff in yeah, this. Yeah, it all seems to there be like, you know, part, it's all this. canon, isn't it? And it's all like, like there's yeah. characters that show up that become uh, other characters, let's say. Um, anyway, um, we're just going to talk about this briefly, but yeah, we will probably get into some spoilers and shit. Um, so, yeah, so this is Falcon the Winter Soldier. Uh, a lot of complaints about this. It's had mixed reviews, mixed reception, I would say, uh, overall, uh, in the, in the, in the, wider community, Twitter, etc. Um it so and and I think a lot of the sort of feeling comes up a, a common uh 
feeling that I, I certainly uh, kind of leaned with was, yeah, okay, yeah, it's no WandaVision, but what do you expect when you just basically make a show about like a couple of side characters? But you could say, so I think the argument is like, yeah, but WandaVision was like the same. Um, yeah. But it's interesting you say that because I, I see, I, I, it's weird. I feel as though WandaVision and this are kind of like Marmite. There are some that have taken to this more than WandaVision. Yeah. I, even with the ending. And some have taken to WandaVision more than this. I think some people um, were, were expecting like a bit of a, like tag team, uh, lethal weapon kind of Tango yeah. and Cash. I think people were just really expecting like wise cracking buddy movie, buddy yeah. movie, yeah. But it's not really. Um, but do they not know the characters? That's the thing. I think the characters stay true to who they are, and that for me made it work better because when they did have those moments, like in the therapy room, and you know whatever yeah. they were in the same room, like oh, is he? Does he do that all the time? Yeah, he's just going to stare at you until he does the head tilt. I think that was some <laughs> service like... to that. I think there's definitely yeah. like an uh, on YouTube an eighties like mashup where they go like where they do it like a. <laughs> Uh, 80s cop action thing with them all like nice. doing like cool poses and like the yeah. credits you know what i mean like they did for game of thrones yeah uh, i i really enjoyed this show but I've, I've the only gripe i've got with these is that the end credits for them seem to be longer than the actual shows well that's yeah they do that and also i have to now i i did it on one division because i think there might have been like an after credits thing in one of them but I leave it. Yeah. I leave it running. I kind of get up and start doing things like you know, like the dishwasher, or whatever. Leave it on, yeah. and and then I'm waiting now for the after credits bit. See, I I skipped a few, and then I remembered, and I went, ah, oh, what have I missed? <laughs> so I don't know whether I've missed one, whether there's been one on every one of them or not. Um, some of them I've we've left it running, and then I've kind of caught it. But oh man, oh well. Um, I have to go back and watch that. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was good. I mean, clearly, right. So, okay, let's get into some details then. I guess, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so essentially, right. Um, the the journey here is for uh, Sam uh, Falcon to become yes. the next Captain America, uh, which was cool, and I thought his suit was pretty awesome. I don't know; it looks a bit goofy. Maybe, but his suit looks similar to the image I saw when they were they. I think it was like two, three years ago when because um, I follow Marvel on Facebook, and it had a thing where you saw Falcon as the Winter Soldier, and it was in it was in the um, it was in the aftermath of Civil War. The first actually it was more than two or three years ago. It was the first Civil War comic. Uh, it's the aftermath of that, and you know Captain America in the comics. Captain America dies not during the Civil War. Uh, battle with Tony Stark, but actually on the steps of the courtroom after being tried and being convicted for insurgency, and he gets shot by I don't want to say it's actually Carter, um, but it's it's a blonde agent who's basically a sleeper agent for Hydra, and I think she doesn't realise or something like that, and she gets awakened and Cap dies in the most unceremonious way being gunned down on the steps outside God. of the courthouse. Um, That's grim. And it's, 
I know it's really that's why I, that's why I was curious where the hell they were going with the Civil War film. I prefer, <laughs> I, prefer the, uh, I, could, I prefer the I prefer the I prefer the version they did on film. Yeah, uh, um, but then he didn't die. Obviously, he's cap and stuff, and he's he's back. He came back. You know, um, he's not entirely dead. But it was it was interesting because I, I watching the way that the characters were going, I was kind of thinking with their hints. Is this like a that it's almost like taking what exists in the comic world and they, they, they give it the MCU treatment, which isn't bleaching it or anything like that. It's writing it in a way that fits with the world that they've built so far, which I thought was a really good way. Um, and just the whole, the way that you're not sure whether Captain America is still alive or not. And then the moment we ask that, you get the eulogy, don't you? And the Smithsonian, so I think it's in the Smithsonian, um, the big presentation, and you got Cap Shield there in the, in the perspex and stuff, and you kind of go, oh, and then you kind of think, okay, so they really are, they really are passing the torch now. There's no way of Cap coming back, but you don't see a body. You don't see Cap's grave. Um, well, he's not there, is he? He went back in time. And- uh, no, no he but did, he was on the bench. No, I, I think he did come yeah, back. Yeah, he did come back, but there was no. Yeah, there's no death, but he's an old man now. But that's what I mean. Yeah, but but there's, that's clearly the yeah. end of his thing, isn't it? It's Marvel, though. No one's really dead. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, I guess there's all the multiverse and stuff they can hack into. This is what I mean. Um, not even anyway, that. I mean, uh, pe- yeah. yeah. So I thought that the having the um, having the other Captain America, I thought that was very cool. Uh, you know, his arc was brilliant. Um, he went exactly where I suspected he would go to. Um, I was aware of that character, and I, I, when I saw the new Captain America going into battle with a pistol, I was a bit like, I said something to Sue. Like, I think I know where this is going. Yeah, especially when you start to see the element of him being a bit more unhinged, um, and a bit more petulant, and a bit more kind of. I need to get results. His his drive and his core is completely different from Steve Rogers. It's just the getting the job done sort of thing. Um, yeah, and and they did tap into a lot of the like extended cast. You know, you had um, Daniel Bruce Zemo. He's is he like the purple skull? Is that right? Was that a because um, he has the purple balaclava? I can't remember who the hell he is. But, I wondered if that was that. Um, I, I just had vague recollections of saying. If someone telling me there's like red skull and there's purple skull, uh, and that yeah, is, it might be. I I've, think that that was maybe a little subtle reference to that. Yeah, I don't know, but he was the same guy, wasn't he? From um, he was from Civil yeah. War when he activated Bucky and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can't remember. I think so. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, and you had the you um, had the warriors from Wakanda. Oh god, they were amazing. Yeah, and then you had Sharon Carter. Uh, at yes. Cost at the end, almost like the new Agent Carter, but clearly she's working yep. for someone because that was all a bit of a weird no. sort of after um, I don't think she's working for anyone. She's, she is, she has set herself, oh, we're in spoilers now, aren't yeah. we? We're in spoiler territories. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, she set herself up. She is power broker. Right. That's a character, is it? No, it was, you know when they went to the fictional Hong Kong style oh, city? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they kept mentioning that this person was running everything and they were called Power Broker. Oh, so that's her. And they saw this, 
she is but i knew it i could tell because there were certain subtle things that i picked up on there's a part where she's walking through like a it looks like a car park or a tunnel and there's loads of armed soldiers and none of them look at her right that's when you know the boss is walking past oh man there's like some there's a, subtle, there's a, it, subtleties going on yeah, here that exactly. I, I i at that point i said she's power broker isn't she and oh. the fact that she was in such a high class establishment when they went to her. And also, I would say the city that they're in, um, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember what it's called. It's called Madripoor. That's it. And it's, it's a fictional yeah. place. And you know where this is going, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I Googled that. When I was Logan's watching it, I was like, I've never hangout. heard of Madripoor. What the fuck is that? that, that um, yeah. yeah. Marvel. It's Logan's favorite. It's Logan's favourite hangout. Hang the fact that they're creating cities on Earth named after places. Like, I mean, we had it with Sokovia. That was a gamble. Yeah. And it was just so they could create a place they could destroy without offending people. Yeah, that's And it. that stuck. So now they've gone, okay, this works. We can go ahead. And now they're just going to put all of the places in and stuff. I would not be surprised if the island of Genosha exists somewhere. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know what that is, but... Uh... Oh, that's where you'll find one Magnus Magnuson, a.k.a. Magneto. Oh, right, yeah, of course, yeah. Cool. And and his his colony of mutants. But I don't know. I just I just think the way that they're doing this, I said to Sue, is that after, after the events of Endgame, anything is possible. If people are talking about how believable something is, I mean, you've basically had a mad space titan with magic space rocks come down and snap half the universe out of existence. After that, absolutely everything comic book based is possible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone has, anyone has an issue with belief, you kind of go, um, you not remember Thanos? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm loving it. I'm just thinking. I, I just think they're going full Marvel now, and the training of um, oh god, his name Sam with the shield, and you had him and Bucky talking as well when they're doing the points because that reflected also what um the new Captain America was doing as well when he was training as yeah. well, um. And it's just setting up so many more people. Like, who the hell is the person that was talking to him and his other half? You got this random woman who's now working for. You've got so many different things. Oh yeah, everyone you've was got, screaming you've got, about that because that she's played by. Uh, I'm just looking through the cast list here. Julia Louis Dreyfus, who is a very uh, prolific comed- comedic actress. She was in Seinfeld. And and oh, okay. So everyone was very pleased oh, wow. when she turned up in some sinister role. Yeah. I don't know what her bag is. I thought the way that she talks, she you know that she is very high up and very untouchable. You don't be that blasé about absolutely everything. Yeah. Hand someone a business card that's just black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's nothing yeah, on it. Yeah. And um, I love the way that she introduced him as well. You know, we don't need a Captain America. We need a... US agent agent. and I just went holy shit it is him do you know what the scary thing is I only know about US agent because of bloody video games right 
there's a um a Marvel video game where you choose an extra character to come on and help you, and he's a clone of Captain America, and he's just called US Agent, and he's got darker colours, and he jumps on, he's got the shield, he pulls out a gun, and he shoots you, he shoots your opponent. That's kind of like that sums him up though nicely, doesn't it? Like a darker yeah. Captain America, slightly yeah. less uh, exactly. moralistic. Bit of an ego. Almost like America for now, kind of, as opposed to the... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, yeah, I definitely got that vibe, actually. Now now you've reminded me, like, I think by, like, sort of having the new Captain America be black, it really is a bit of a sort of fuck you to the the sort of horrible, awful shit that they've been going through. And and having, like, yeah, the, 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 the white version as, like a sort of like darker um more problematic yeah. it's almost version, like, like it's almost like where the win- you know the start of um uh, uh the second captain america film where he's got the darker uniform and he's doing those sort yeah. of pseudo shadow ops but take that further it's what they want steve rogers to do but the problem the reason why captain america works and cuz captain america is essentially marvel's superman isn't he um, his moral compass yeah, yeah. is just, that's his superpower. His, his strength and everything else, an example, but his superpower is the fact that he wants to always do the right thing. And he's unwavering yeah, in that. Yeah, it's the man that inside, is you know, it's, it's um, the spirit. Exactly, you know. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's why the other I... guy just wants to kill. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he's he's like he just wants to, you know, complete the mission, get the medal, you know. Um, yeah. But then, yeah. but then, I love that even after, even after he does the horrible thing with the shield, where he brutally murders one of them after they after they kill his friend, he goes back to his friend's family, and then you kind of almost go, "Oh my god, they've." This guy, he's, a, he's not even a villain. He's, he's You're supposed to hate him because he's he's the new Captain America and you think they're setting him up so that you kind of go, oh, this guy's a dick. We're supposed to hate him and he's supposed to be really off and everything. And then they go and do that and you kind of go, they've done it again, what they've done with Thanos. The story was never about those terrorist people. They're just a vehicle. No. It was about him. Yeah, no, they they were like a catalyst, like uh, it, yeah, it's, they were like, they were like the uh, the the, the um, what's it called? They like, were his origin story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, but they were like the um, what's it called? Like the widget, not the widget, like the uh, the plot device, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, but then like even, I yeah, I mean, it's MacGuffin. That's it. That's it. They yeah. were like the MacGuffin. But I liked it, how much it dealt with Shades of Grey, you know. And and the other thing that yeah. I think is that with all of these characters, like, getting these, like, origin stories f- via these Disney shows, it's it's really, like, starting... I'm starting to see, like, the next generation of Avengers beginning to form, yeah. you know? Uh, exactly. Yeah. And who they may have to face, and who who will join in a in a enemy of my enemy is my friend capacity, aka Wanda, yeah. um, because she's very much her own her own counsel, her own creature now, isn't she? She answers to no one, and she'll do as she pleases. Um, but it doesn't mean she won't team up or fight against 
the people that we know. So yeah, you're right. I think it's I think it's fascinating. And I'm curious as to where the rest all kind of feeds into this as well. I now. think it's all going to feed um, into Secret Invasion. I think that that's going to be that's a big crossover event in the comics, apparently. Um, and the yeah, scrolls were introduced scrolls, in it? Captain Marvel, and they just announced a load of new casting for that. Uh, basically, yeah. Amelia Clark's going to be in it, Olivia Coleman, and Kingsley Benedict. Also, also the scrolls are. Um... The scrolls are a big element in the Fantastic Four storylines as well. So they're kind of a vehicle of introducing or reintroducing or just bringing them in. Yeah, I guess. Um, it makes sense. Because they've always been really difficult, but they are, they're always called the first family of Marvel. They literally were the first group that they put together and some of the oldest characters. Uh, they've always just had trouble making them work. Well, that's the, tr- that's the thing and, is, is that they've got to, uh, they have to find a reason for them to exist in that universe before they put them in it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah. not just going to introduce characters for the sake of it. As much as you could level no. that at Marvel, if they introduce a character, there's a story reason or, you know, there has to be a story reason for them to exist. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of thinking that with Tony Stark gone, um, Banner is the, one of the smartest people they know, so they're going to need another genius. And who else wouldn't you call but Reed Richards? Oh, what's um, yeah, that's true. But I think <laughs> Banner's coming back. Uh, they're doing that She-Hulk, and Banner's yeah, going to be yeah. in that. Uh, you know, yeah, Hulk is going weird. She-Hulk is weird. Um, I read something in the comics like it's going on at the moment. She-Hulk has, has lost the She-Hulk moniker. She is now known only as Hulk. Oh, right. Because she's given in to the complete... The whole point of She-Hulk is that she's been the most coherent version she of it. She can control Because it. originally she... Yeah, originally she had a blood transfusion uh, from her cousin after getting shot. And that's how she became She-Hulk. Um, but even when she's not in her She-Hulk form, she retains some super strength. Right. Um, but she just gets even stronger when she becomes She-Hulk now. There's a point, I mean, there's been various ones where she's gone, like, they've gone Red Hulk, where they go full primal, but apparently she's given in to the rage now entirely, and has completely gone almost like a barely female version of Hulk now. So they've just called her Hulk. I don't know what's happened to Banner as Hulk in the comics, but yeah, I I just literally, there was a random thing and it pulled me down a rabbit hole. So I'm just curious as to where they're going to go with it, whether they're going to use that, because obviously, you know, Mark Ruffalo, he's, he is a love hate relationship with the character. And so maybe they'll use it to keep him in, but phase him out and then have She-Hulk as the Hulk going forwards in any other stories. Yeah. I mean, well, that's because they, she well, even joined do, the Fantastic yeah, Four at one do, point. They're doing it with Thor, aren't they? Um, apparently yeah. that's going to be handed over to Natalie Portman. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I think at the moment you've got one called, yeah, Portman or Valkyrie or something. I don't know whether she goes by that or something, but they might just call her Thor. I thought Thor got recast as a, as a female in the comics. Yeah, yeah, she did. It's, it's the same person. It's Jane. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. We're going into crazy territory here. Yeah, we're kind of going into sort of endless speculation. So I guess we might as well wrap up there. Yeah. Uh, unless you've got any other thoughts. I have a difficult time kind of, uh, 
even rating like MCU stuff because I just like Star Wars. I, I mean, I, can, I, I, it's fair to have an opinion about things. I didn't like uh, Rise of Skywalker that much, but I accept that it's part of the canon and always will be. So, yeah. uh, in a yeah. similar way, uh, we are now at this point in the MCU. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just other stories going on. It's just, it's just, oh, we're watching this because it's going to give us more information. So when the next big things come out, we've been suitably filled in. We're, you know, we've, it's, it's almost, sometimes it's a bit like footnotes in some of the comics in, in a sense that give you that backstory. Yeah. And you have to accept if there are any shortcomings, there's probably a good reason for it, you know, or, yeah. or there's something I, I, I probably really missed it, and I need to watch it again. But fuck me, I don't know if I can be. If I, <laughs> I mean, right now, yeah, there isn't a whole lot to watch, but uh, uh, it's still difficult to keep yeah. track of all these things. So, uh, yeah, no, I do like how Bucky seemed a bit more humanized. Well, this. you just got to spend I, a bit I more really time with it. him because you uh, you just didn't yeah. really know much about him, really, apart from the obvious story beats and his his sort of origins. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that's true. But yeah, I guess uh, we've got Loki next. Uh, that, but we've got a little bit of a wait for that. I don't think that's out until June. Yeah. Is it June? Yeah, it's the yeah. 11th of June. Um, and they do, that's another wow. six-episode run, I think. So we've got a little bit of a wait. Um, but there are, there are yeah. a few other things coming out. Um, yeah, there's uh, that new season of Love, Death and Robots. I think we're all going to be watching that, aren't we? So. Hmm. Maybe yeah. we'll be also the rookie season three starts tomorrow. Oh yeah, the Nathan Fillion cop show. <laughs> That's really good. It's worth a watch. I, I it's actually really that. good. Don't be um, surprisingly like violent. Um, considering you think of a cop show, I know violence isn't always a a a positive reason to watch something, but I mean when they're caught in gunfights, it seems like there's actual peril as opposed to just two people hiding behind bins. With like smoke going off their cap guns, you know, um, it's a bit. It's L.A., so obviously all of the gangsters have semi-automatic weapons and stuff. And it's, it's just, another one where it's like you know, hundred episodes a season. I don't think it is. Um, I don't think it is. I hope not, because I, I did recommend it like a while ago. Yeah. It was a, a good. It was a good, good spiritual successor to Castle, sort of thing, but a lot different tone. Yeah, um, yeah, I think uh, John watches it. How long I don't know I... where to stream that. Where do I stream that? How long are the episodes? What show? Uh, it's on. Uh, I don't know, it's actually. Sky. Yeah, it's not on any. It was on. If it, if it's coming on Sky, it'll be on Now TV. But um, yeah, it'll be on Sky. Okay, maybe I'll give that a look. Anyway, we're just talking about what we're going <laughs> to... Yep. We're just talking no, about no, no, bollocks no. now. So, uh, yeah, we'll end it there, I think. Yep, and we'll we'll see what happens next. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you like, know. so I think there might be some stuff to talk about around May time. Uh, that Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead will be on Netflix. So, yeah. uh, maybe... That'll be 18 hours yeah, long. Yeah, that's it. With... Uh, 20 minutes of zombie decapitation in slow motion. That's it. I wonder how much slow motion will be in that. I should think like I'd like I'd like to just make a point and and like every time I watch one of his films now I'm just going to be like okay it's slow motion I'm playing it at one point five times speed then see how quickly <laughs> yeah. I get through it. 
Oh dear. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I agree, there was a bit of excessive use of slow motion in it, but I did enjoy it. It was a spectacle. It was a bit like going to see a really mad opera. Yeah. I <laughs> in mean, a sense. That's what it felt like to it's me. It's been a treat that we've had some level of like proper cinematic entertainment despite cinemas being closed. Yeah. I do appreciate yeah. that. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Right. All right then, well. let's uh let's end it there. Thanks for listening to the Not Watching Podcast, part of the Not Listening Podcast Network where you can also find the Not Playing podcast, where we talk about video games, and the Not Listening podcast, where you can hear Adam and co. talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense. You can email us at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet out or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk, and if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, stay safe out there. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Wait a minute, I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah. Wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.